welcome to Bonnets at Dawn, the show that explores the lives and works of 18th, 19th and 20th century women writers. I am your host, Hannah Chapman. And I am your host, Lauren Burke. And this week, we are taking you with us to the town of Halifax, Yorkshire, England. And more specifically, we are going to Holdsworth House and Shibden Hall. Now, you might recognize the name Shibden Hall because it was the home of Anne Lister, who we covered in season three, episode 13. And writer Sally Wainwright uh, has a little TV show about her called Gentleman Jack, which is on HBO and BBC. That is, of course, based on Lister's life, and it is filmed on location in Shibden Hall. And eagle-eyed fans of Wainwright's show will also know Holdsworth House from The Last Tango in Halifax, which I think she wrote first. Yes, she did. And you've watched it? I have. I really, I I really enjoy it. When Holdsworth House is not being used as a film set, it's a very, very nice hotel and restaurant at Best Rice Pudding of my life. We were lucky enough to stay there last year. You, me and Sam... I just, that rice pudding was a real game changer. I don't know what it was. It was delicious. And I love rice pudding. So I would, I would know. All the food was great. The breakfast was top notch. I judge a hotel by the breakfast. And I think that was an A plus. I think she was the restaurant manager as well. But um, this lady stopped and she was chatting with Sam and I over breakfast and she's like oh why are you here and I said that we were going to Shibden Hall and she was like oh you should have told me I would have like booked you tickets and like helped you with your transport mm-hmm. really like just really nice and helpful and I think they do a deal as well where you can like stay at the hotel and then it includes yeah. a trip to the museum it's great we should give a shout out here to Angela Clare uh, author and collections manager from Shibden Hall now she was the one that actually told me about Holdsworth House. So that makes sense, that Shibden-Holdsworth mm. partnership. Um, one of the reasons why she wanted me to check out Holdsworth House was not only because it's a very cool place to stay, but also because a diarist lived there. Her name was Elizabeth Wadsworth, and she was a contemporary of uh, Lister and the Brontes and a bunch of other people that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so though Elizabeth Wadsworth was born in the house in 1760 and died there in 1837, aged 77, she actually didn't live in Holdsworth House her entire life. And it's unlikely she actually dreamed of inheriting it or living there her whole life because she had three brothers. Uh, They were called Henry, John and Samuel. And in 1782, when Elizabeth was 22, That was really tripping me up when I was writing these notes because she died in 37 when she was 77 and her dad died in 82 when she was 22. (laughs) And I was like, that's too much symmetry. Um, Her father, the Reverend John Wadsworth died and then her oldest brother, Henry, inherited the house. So Elizabeth, her mum, also Elizabeth, and her brother, John, another John in Halifax, (laughs) too many Johns. Too many. They, They all moved to Bradford, because Samuel had died a couple of years earlier already from consumption. Oh. And then by 1800, Henry and John were also dead. Okay. And they both died like fairly young. Henry definitely was unmarried. I'm not sure if John was married and just didn't have any children, but basically Elizabeth ends up inheriting Holdsworth House. For a while, it just stayed rented out. She didn't live there. I think she kind of split her time between Halifax and Bradford, but she stayed with her mum. And it wasn't until after the death of her mother in 1804 that she moved permanently back into Holdsworth House. And it's so sad at that point because both of her parents have died. Her three brothers have died. She's 45 years old. She's inherited this estate and she kind of doesn't have anyone to share it with. And I just, I think of her and I just wonder if it's like that security and solitude that perhaps she wasn't expecting to have in life that kind of turned her to writing in those diaries and like having that just reflection on on life. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. That's something that we're going to explore actually later on this season with female diarists, something that I know that you're particularly interested in. What's interesting about Elizabeth, too, is like that parallel with Anne Lister. So here you have these two women in Halifax who have inherited estates and 
they're writing, they're writing away in these diaries. Just really, really interesting. So um, obviously we had to go there. When I reached out to Holdsworth House to um, see who we could talk to about Elizabeth, um, they put me in contact with Liz Howe. Now Liz works with their marketing team. And it's funny because she um, she sort of fell down this like hole with the diaries. Yeah. And she showed us little bits and pieces of them. And the handwriting is beautiful. So mm. yeah, some of the nicer least, handwriting yeah. we've seen. She had, you know, at least she had an easy time that way. But yeah, so we um, we sat down with Liz to have a little chat. We started getting interested in her diaries when, as I say, when the Gentleman Jack series was becoming popular. And it was kind of, it was a bit of a moment that gives you goosebumps on the arms because the diaries of Elizabeth Wadsworth are held in the Halifax Library, their own mm. deposits. They're actually owned by the Ramsden family who live in Norfolk. Right. And they gave them to, they gifted them to the library um, almost on loan so mm. that anybody can go in and access and look at these documents. Mm. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'll go down to the library and I need to really know what I'm talking about if, um, if you know, anybody asks about Anne Liston, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if there was some kind of Anne Liston connections? Um, so, kind of, there was about, there's maybe about 30 or 40 journals in Halifax Library belonging to Elizabeth Wadsworth, and I thought, I'll go through a few of them, let's look at the dates. Um, and I got, from about 1817, I thought, I'll get 10 years worth out and have a look, because it, I'd actually read Helena Whitbread's um, book on Anne Lister, um, and I'd kind of could. It was strange that I could match the dates of Anne Lister's diary to the dates that Elizabeth Wadsworth, and I could see what each were doing yeah, on that day. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, this is—it's really kind of spooky. This, and there was mentions of similar names in there. There was the um, Doctor Sunderland. I thought, oh, I'm sure I've seen that in the Wad. Wadsworth diaries mm. or vice versa. Um, there was the priestly family kept coming up. Um, so it was obvious that Miss what Elizabeth Wadsworth was moving in very similar social circles to Anne Lister. Yeah. Um, and occasionally I'd see the Lister name come up in the Wadsworth diaries, but it turned out it would be a different Lister. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, oh, right, yeah. 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 you know, which Lister is this? It's just... And they're all know, named Anne and John. They're all, yeah, <laughs> It was really confusing, but then um, I was really lucky that um, a lot of the diaries of Elizabeth Wadsworth had already been transcribed by the, okay. the Antiquarian Society of Halifax. So the librarian down there said, look, let's get these books out, they've already been transcribed, then you can kind of flick through it a bit quicker because um, obviously the writing at the time was mm -hmm. very calligraphy based and I mean it's not as certainly not as difficult to read as Anne Lister's diaries there's nothing in code um and in fact I have brought a few printouts that oh, I can great. show you the Wadsworth diaries which so did you when you took them up did, were you reading like the actual diary or were you reading yeah. like um a transcript so I was reading the actual diary of Elizabeth Wadsworth um so they were let's see if I've got some in here they, she was she, because she was heavily involved in the church. She was also um, extremely charitable. She yeah. was quite a philanthropist, was Elizabeth Wadsworth. So she um, had a lot to do with um, um, alms houses and building um, homes for the poor, um, building um, schools, church schools for for children. Yeah. Um, and she would write a lot of the diaries in old school journals. Um, or notebooks. They didn't yeah. have the the printed diaries, kind of you know December or whatever. They, yeah, they yeah. would write like Anne Lister would write the date at the top of the page, and she'd write an entry for for each day. So this is an example of um, what oh, what wow. Elizabeth Wadsworth's diaries looks like, obviously oh. enlarged. Actually, beautiful Absolutely handwriting. Absolutely stunning writing. Probably yeah, like the cleanest handwriting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were just looking at Dorothy Wordsworth, and that was impossible. Well, yeah. Elizabeth Wadsworth knew Dorothy Wordsworth. No! Absolutely, yes, Do because she comes up in the diaries. She knew Wordsworth's sister, was it? Elizabeth? Yeah, yeah, Dorothy. Yeah. Dorothy. Oh yeah. my God, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it, it is very, very easy to read in comparison to, to some of them. I mean, see, for this one is 1817, December the 10th, mm-hmm. and it'll say, um, stayed at Boldshay. So that's the place in, in Bradford that she um, had. Okay. Uh, Till this day, when I was happy to see Cousin Crowther restored to her usual look, I think that is, the little, little bird, Mr. or Mrs. Wright, gave me died in my absence mm. <laughs> gosh walked to Hazelhurst about letting the Popples farm now Popples farm is, is quite near here mm-hmm. I don't think it exactly exists anymore but Popples school was the founding um, school which is now the local school around here I can't remember what it's called yeah, um, yeah um, paid road for something after tea, heard the mournful, well, it's not news, but account, the mournful account that Dr. Coulthard died suddenly. Now, Dr. Coult- sorry, Coulthurst, he was the um, main vicar or preacher down at the Halifax Minster, and he oh. was the one that, um, Anne Lister, when she went to the minister as well, so they both had seats paid for, mm-hmm. they used to pay for, um, um, where you'd pay for your seat in church. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So you, you um, gave an annual um, fee or paid an annual fee to the church for your pew. Yeah. Um, so the Lister had one and what, Elizabeth Wadsworth had one. Were um, the ones at the front more expensive? I don't know. I would imagine. I don't know. Oh, that's what I would do. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, yeah. you, can sit, you can sit on the altar if you want. If <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know that... Um, so I, when I'd see names like that come up, I'd go back to um, Helena Whitbread's book and I'd look at the 10th of December, right. 1817, and I think, and I'd see if there's any mention of Dr Coulthurst dying. And there is something that she says about the, the Reverend Coulthurst mm. passed away. Um... So that's an interesting oh, that one. Interesting. Um, there's a one here that mentions Dr. Paley. So Dr. Paley and um, Dr. Sutherland were the local doctors around here, and, and both Lister Diaries and uh, Wadsworth Diaries mention um, these kind of these doctors here. Her Mr. Bester was very ill. Understood. Dr. Bailey came to see her, see her, or Mrs. Bester. <laughs> So Dr. Paley came to see her with Mr. Sutherland, Sunderland. Um, and then it might be the one that you... Oh, no, it's this one. This is an interesting one. So this would be February 1820. And it was the 6th of February, some in the morning for the king. So the king had died. And it says, Mr. Heap preached at Haworth. And the people there seemed inclined to have Mr. Brunty. So that was obviously yeah. Patrick yeah. Bronte. Yeah. Um, there are different references throughout the Wadsworth Diaries that I've seen that she knew of the Bronte or the Bronte family. Um, not closely, I don't think they were ever, they were more acquaintances yeah. that would have known of each other as mm. with the Lister family. Um, Dorothy Wordsworth is mentioned. Um, yeah, That's it's, so it's quite... It, and, and they it's, all know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Not like... And I think when you're Just, yeah, actually yeah. reading the diaries themselves, because you can go and you can, obviously you can't touch and feel the unlisted ones, but to be able to open and turn the pages of mm-hmm. a diary of the same era that's mentioning such, you know, yeah. such names, it's quite jaw-dropping moments yeah. at the time. When I saw the, Br- the Brunty name, I thought, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> like gold dust for us as a hotel, yeah. because yeah. it just puts the history, it makes it so real. Yeah. I mean, the, the diaries, they're, they're quite similar to Unlisters in the sense that when you read them, a lot of it is rather dull, yeah, <laughs> dare I say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, re- it's recording their um, everyday life, it's who visited, who she had tea with, mm-hmm. how much somebody owed her for rent, because, again, like Unlister, she had um, farm buildings dotted around that they had, the family had inherited a, a, kind of acquired over over the, the decades and generations and she rented those out so it was who owed her for what she had to walk into Halifax to pay the subscription to the dispensary mm-hmm. 
They used, to, they used to say the same about Jane Austen's letters because she was writing to, especially the ones to Cassandra, because she was just writing to her sister saying like, man, can you believe Beef yeah. Cross this yeah, much in Bath? And so yeah. for a really long time, they would like dismiss the diaries and letters of women because they yeah. were just talking about like, yeah. how, like life instead of they weren't writing but there's to be remembered or for posterity. They were just writing... Yeah, because that's what you know. But there's such a, an accurate yeah. account of the day-to-day life. life. Yeah. It, that yeah. is so interesting to people yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of some of it's a bit laugh out loud. It's like the dog died because it fell in a pond. It's not. That's not funny. Oh, but it's, it's 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 right. That was a hu- such a huge deal mm. to people then. Mm-hmm. Or the the coward carved. You know, mm-hmm. that was their livestock, their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and and then but then some of the lotions and potions that they used to put on poultices and what they'd give if somebody had a cold or mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. the Wadsworth diaries are filled with people dying because that's that was that was it was literally yeah. about life and death then mm-hmm. um, yeah but it but the similarities are bizarre they both went to the same school in York again they would have been a generation apart but but to both be schooled. And the same. That's just what yeah. it kind of gives a, a perspective of the wealth that Elizabeth Wadsworth had. Mm-hmm. Um, although, according to the Antiquarian Society, um, who have looked and did a lot of work in the 19th and 1930s or 20s, looking at the Wadsworth diaries and the Anne Lister diaries, it, they say that Anne Lister writes in her diaries that uh, Miss Wadsworth of Holdsworth, of Holdsworth um, basically she wasn't. Um, she didn't earn much, she mm-hmm. wasn't worth much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only concrete kind of evidence we have that they knew of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. actually comments on the, uh, the seemingly paltry income that Ms. Wadsworth had. That's really funny. And Lister is commenting on everyone's money, she isn't is, she? Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of checking out who's got what. And yeah. Uh, it's crazy how many of the Bonnets people that uh, Wadsworth brushes up against. So, she knew the Bronte parents, Patrick and Mariah, probably because her father, also yeah, a reverend, reverend in the area. And she even had tea with Dorothy Wordsworth, <laughs> which means she probably had tea with Turdsworth. Yeah, I'll she probably Turdsworth. did. She probably had tea with him. Probably ate that great grassman gingerbread that I think about yeah. every day. Oh, it's good. I will put a picture of it up on the uh, the Instagram it was not what I was expecting, FYI. Best biscuit in town. Yeah, I agree. Now, you already stole my notes on this because I was going to say that the thing that really strikes me about these two women uh, and their houses is that almost miraculously, we've got two women who inherit estates and they're keeping diaries at the same time, almost, but they never quite interact so it's worth mm-hmm. noting that Elizabeth Wadsworth and Anne Lister are 31 years apart. So they are, yeah. sep- you know, generationally separated. Mm-hmm. But although they're living almost like separate lives, they are writing about the same events. They're writing about what's happening on the two days. And I think that's the really cool thing that Liz was able to do, which was reference dates that Lister was writing about and then compare them to the dates that... Elizabeth Wadsworth is writing about and just get like two perspectives and that yeah that doesn't happen a lot of diarists does it no it doesn't and um we know that Liz is interested also in comparing some of those dates to some of the journals uh that Dorothy wrote that we'll be talking about later on something that we talked about with Liz was just how unimportant writing like this was considered or has been considered mm-hmm. for a long time because it's domestic and it's not always about the most interesting stuff and yet again miraculously you've got these two preserved sets of journals you know mm-hmm. which like so many women would have been writing this stuff that just and it just wasn't kept or it wasn't valued and then in this one small town you've got like these two women at yeah. the same time. And that I think that's what makes it really special and really cool. If you want to know more about the history of Holdsworth House and the families that lived there through the ages, then you should visit their website and see all of the good work that Liz has been doing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes and also on Facebook. 
and Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. So before we dive into our Shipton Hall audio, there are two things that you should know. Uh, thing one, mm-hmm. SponCon refers to spontaneous content, not <laughs> sponsored content. I understand that could be confusing. And thing two, I am very sorry for trying to make SponCon happen. <laughs> Didn't work. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Listening back, it wasn't working. <laughs> We always have regrets yeah. when we listen back on these travel diaries, jogging. don't we? The jogging was a regret. <laughs> it's quite a few. <laughs> I have quite a few regrets with this audio, honestly. It's a stream of consciousness. <laughs> yes, enjoy uh, going on a tour with us to Shibden Hall and just we're just saying what we think and feel along the way also we just had like a bad itunes review which said that someone couldn't listen to our show for more than five minutes because we sounded like giggly schoolgirls on a school trip and it's like they were yeah. prophesying this episode yeah yeah it's true <laughs> sorry they're not wrong they're not wrong the honestly not for everyone honestly yeah it really isn't <laughs> we apologize to you madam not really anyway As we said at the top of the show, we covered Ann Lister last season. Again, season three, episode 13. Check it out. But on the off chance that you didn't listen and you do not want to pause this episode and go listen to it right now, here are a few Ann Lister facts to just get you going. So Ann Lister was born in 1791. She had one younger sister, Marion, and though she had four brothers, none of them made it past the age of 20. So yeah, again, very Elizabeth Wadsworth. Her extensive diaries, over 5 million words, so extensive is correct, (laughs) Um, covered all aspects of life as a landowning woman. Everything. You got your remodeling, sheep traveling. Yeah, all of it. So Lister lived this fairly open lesbian lifestyle and um, her diary entries are sort of famous for discussing that in detail. Of course, um, those entries in order to protect her are in code. Why can't I talk today? (laughs) Is it is it true that um, because the diet, the coded diary entries, once they were like deciphered, decoded, uh, they were like so salacious that people were like, this can't be real. Mm -hmm. Because they were like too sexy. It's, she really was um, remembering. That's great. Her, you know, her affairs. Like she really was going in detail. In 1834, Ann Lister and her partner, Ann Walker, took communion together at the Holy Trinity Church in York. And they considered themselves uh, married. There is a little plaque on the church to sort of, you know, actually mark that day it's really really lovely i really like that if you build it they will come mentality Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like a a thing that she could do and it was like we're gonna take communion together and that's in the eyes of god we're married married. and that's the thing that's the thing that matters yeah and i just think yeah why wait until people are gonna accept it you know yeah Now, the house itself dates back to the early 13th century and it belonged to the Listers for a whopping 300 years. That's a lot. It's from the 1600s to the 1900s. And they added to it and remodeled it extensively. And Lister made loads of changes. We don't call her the OG house flipper for nothing. True story. She was busy sinking floors. Did she build the tower? I always forget that someone. Yeah, built a tower. Mm-hmm. Was that her? That was her. She's like, I fancy a tower. Yeah. Um. So now it's a museum. Uh. And as well as being able to go through the Lister family home and the gardens, with those wild views, like extensive views, because it's on a hill, mm-hmm. so you've got like beautiful surroundings. But on top of that, the outbuildings have been converted into a folk museum, and that's really important to note because as you will hear got a little confused uh, <laughs> when I went into the yard and found a little miniature pub and 
a couple of little shops. I was like, oh, she really had like some industry going <laughs> back here. We didn't know. We didn't know. No. Say, um, that's money again. That was good. That's money. Not how you said it. No. That's money. Thank you. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> that's money. Giving me line readings now. Yeah, well, I, ju I just want the non-spun to be spun, you know. Why are you shaking your head, Sam? Because be. I've spawned non-spun. I think that's a great phrase. Okay, let me get a little... My aim is to be non-spun at all times. Yeah. So, um, we're at Shibden Hall, uh, the home the home of Anne Lister. Uh, it's yellow and black. The building is yellow and black. I guess that's like a kind of stone. It looks very imposing. And there's like a tower and some chimneys, some little stone mushrooms in the garden. Those are very sweet. Yeah, we'll do our... <laughs> <laughs> Lauren just took our photo and I look like a stone mushroom. I feel like we didn't get any of Shipton in the background either. That oh, could be do you anywhere. want to do it again? Get Sam to do it. <laughs> That's true, I could get Sam to do it. Sam, do it. Oh, wait, here. Just turn. Perfect. Great. Great shot. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It has good views. It has better views than Holdsworth House. Yeah. It's got a lovely, like, tiered garden. Um, oh, look, here's a gentleman. Let's ask him how he feels about the views. Sir, sir, do you mind giving us some <laughs> spawn views about the views? It's very nice. This is a good house. I would live. I would live in this house. <laughs> I see a little blue plaque. I wonder if there's a gift shop. I bet there is. Ooh. <laughs> and there's like a little pond down there. Oh, and there's a waterfall. Yeah. You might be able to just pick it out. This season is all about my foley, foley work doing water sounds. Let me just get this waterfall. Oh, I think there's a little... I think I can go in a cave. I'm just gonna run to the cave. This is the kind of spawn con we're looking for. Oh, it's a tunnel. Lauren will find out soon what this is, but this is a tunnel to Cunnery Wood. It's a dry arch. Anne Lister constructed, I'm very out of breath from that run. <laughs> uh, Anne Lister constructed this. It was constructed for Anne Lister by her garden designer, Samuel Gray. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna. Hello? Hello? No, no echo. It's nice though. Whew. I like this little tower. This is this is a good. Come on, Sam, take a picture of me and Lauren. Here. And the tower? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna hear the whole moment. It's a lovely moment. If you want to see this picture and other pictures like it, you can head over to our social media. We are as always on Instagram and Twitter at Bonnets <laughs> Or you can email us, bonnetsatdawn at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook by searching for Bonnets at Dawn and agreeing to our website rules. So all of those children are dressed in Victorian clothing and they're all in there. That's a thing that you British children do? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Victorian school. Okay. Explain. Yeah. <laughs> Victorian schools are really like, rough um, and so modern schools like to make children experience Victorian schools so they can be grateful. I feel yeah. like that's a very British thing to do to children. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, you think this is bad? I'm going to take you back a hundred years mm. and then you'll know. You're very lucky to not be in like a workhouse situation. Yeah. yeah. What are we in? This is the kitchen? Yeah, so this is the kitchen. Um, it's one of the most important rooms of the house, just as it is today. And at one point, servants would use this room to cook every meal for the families who lived in Shipton Hall. Big fireplace. You could this, put a whole person in that This fireplace. was an addition, 1560. All right. But 
Oh, so they've opened it back up. So this actually became like a morning room in the, and they put the kitchen in the servants' quarters. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they opened it up again. I like this spiky thing for the meat. I know, it looks medieval. Oh, and it's on like a, well, no, because it's on a little pulley system, which means you probably just, so you'd pull that there, mm-hmm. or you turn that, I don't know. And then that. Pulleys work. And then I guess that gets it going. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. A lot of these books are John Lister's books. The Lister Library. What have we got there? We've got some Shakespeare. We've got... It's so hard to see because of the glare. Well, don't worry. Shakespeare is there. History of England, Volume 1, Volume 2. I feel like there should be a few more volumes. Oh, they've got Arabian Nights, but they're missing volume two. Domestic architecture. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. So, Anne Lister dropped the floor of this room, made the window bigger, and added the wood panelling. So she really was just like, this whole room... Then she flipped it. She flipped it completely. I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I like it. Zen Tower was there as well. Really? Mm. What's in it? Secrets. It just said that she added it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I like this. This house feels like a good time. It feels like a home. What is it? This would have been displayed outside to inform the people of her death. I mean... You can't do an email, <laughs> so you have to... So is that like the family coat of arms or something? That's what I'm wondering. It's like an angel. Yeah. It's like some stars. Some little sort of... It looks like an ermine coat. It's like the white fur, like the little bit, the little tufts with like the corner of a red square on there. Oh, very nice. Where's this? What does this sign say? Oh, is this the bedroom now? Is it? That's the bedroom, yeah. yeah. The porch chamber. The porch chamber overlooks the front entrance. Uh, it may have been used as a dressing room or a small study, and it's where Anne wrote some of her diaries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, in there. The bedroom, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. but that, yes, that's yeah. why there's a desk yeah. in there. I didn't realize we were at the main event already. I love and only love the fairer sex and Lister, 29th of January, 1821. And then, 11 years later, yet the thought of exile from poor Shibden always makes me melancholy. Come what may, I have been happier here than anywhere else. Oh, that's really nice. I guess because she was able to live her dang life. Yeah. Well, her family was quite accepting, too. Yeah. I mean, unclear as to how much they knew about her sexuality, but they were like totally cool with her not getting married. Not her younger sister though, that one from Game of Thrones. Oh, is she in Game of Thrones? Yeah, she is, yeah. Bonnets at dawn, six degrees of Game of Thrones on Hannah Chapman. <laughs> well, it's not hard with every, every single British actor. Everyone, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. Who's in charge of putting the top hat on uh, Anne Lister's bed? Who keeps an eye on the top hat? Yeah, because it's very, it's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. a good shagging room. It's like a wave. Like, mm. there's a million children down there. I don't hear them. There's a million. Well, I think they left. Okay. Because there were a million. Of <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait, does Anne Lister have some very... Back on. <laughs> She might have some very serious yeah. soundproofing going on. This <laughs> microphone, this microphone picks up all children and ghosts. Yeah. yeah, no, I like this room. It's small, it's got like a great view over the pond and the gardens. It's got some nice drapes. It's got like a little chest of drawers situation. It's got some nice beeswax candles. Well, here, okay. Strip light. Strip light up in the corner. Both Anne Lister and later John Lister slept in this bedroom despite grander rooms being available to them. They both must have liked the garden views, proximity to the servants' quarters, and south-facing location, uh, which would have made it a bit warmer than the rest of the hall. 
I also think that it's mm. just it's a bit more private. It's a bit more private. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, another bedroom. This is the oak room. Already feels a little chillier in this one. It is way colder in this mm. room. This one's got a bedpan on it instead of a hat, so I would probably be in this room. I feel like this is my the spiritual room that represents me at Shipping Hall. <laughs> I feel like that's good for like the Victorian children today. Like, by the way, be grateful FYI. for your toilet. Yeah. That charming little window seat over there. Yeah, that's lovely. Right next, is that where, is that the toilet? There's multiple toilets in here. I mean, they're built in, a lot. Built in closets, that's good. Place for your wigs. Well, in other news, uh, here's a great paragraph from the sign about this room. The door at the end of the room would have led into the 17th century flesh chamber used for curing meat, which was removed in the 1830s. The door next to the fireplace leads to a powder closet, which can be seen through a glass door from the north chamber. Just cut after I said flesh chamber, honestly. That's the thing. Flesh that's chamber. Just the... <laughs> I'm only interested in the flesh chamber. Oh, this is good. Look, I like this little thing. I didn't know this is where Cat's Cradle came from. Um, the cradle displayed in this room is from the same period. It has holes down both sides, allowing for a lattice of string to be woven across the top of the cot, creating a cat's cradle to stop pets from climbing in and disturbing, or worse still, smothering, smothering. the child. What? The meat chamber. No, this, okay, this Powder is closet. the powder closet. Did they do that in a separate room because they didn't want the dust to get on and anything else? That would make sense. But this also just could have been storage. We are in Anne Lister's closet. Not much to see. What's this room? Some sort of nook. Oh, nook. I like this. It's good, isn't it? Are we into the tower? You might be. Maybe. That might be the top of the tower she was going to So there is like a little hoofed chair. I think it's like maybe meant to be Pan and his, he's got it's like honest. a little tongue. Like, but... I mean, go to the Bonnets of Dawn Instagram if you want to see a picture of this. I like it. It's terrifying. It, I don't like it. I, I really like Anne Lister's house. This is a yeah. great, this is a good mm. place to come and visit because it's big, it smells good. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to around. see. Yeah, there's Henry VIII windows. Yeah. You like that guy. I don't like Henry VIII. <laughs> it's not, you know. I just watched the Tudors. Sue me. Oh, I like you. What's up? There's like a carving of a lion and he, they, he has a really good teeth set of teeth and tongue. Yes, so that's a list of lion. Um, we've got no records of it before our list so we are going off the assumption that she was the one that designed the kind of thing. And that one on the bone as well. That was stolen in uh, by 1980. I so someone managed to steal the whole stone. We don't know how. We don't know why. Has it ever been found? Yeah. Yes, yeah, back. Oh it's back. Yeah, oh, okay. in an auction house. Oh, an auction house. We have no really? idea how someone got it out. We just know that it's not. Wow. Very rude. Wow, I like it. I like your work, Anne. Now let's look at this chair back here. Hmm? Nothing's up at it. I'm just wondering because I was like, oh, it's back there. It's got a yeah, little eye. Maybe it's important. Uh, it's just a kind of. Because you can't really see because it's too dark. There's a door there. Okay. Um, um, so it just it, it's just to show, tell people that there's a door. Uh, so it's the door. Yes. Oh oh, a rope just got me. Yeah yeah. So oh, see I can't see. Uh, it's this door. Mhm. Mm um. So if I was. Ew. So that just goes goes yeah. straight through there. Why would you have another door there? Because Anne didn't want the slate. <laughs> so sorry. No, no. It needs to be seen. Uh, so everything was kind of hidden away. 
Oh, so she wanted the maids to be sneaking around mm-hmm. for secret it passageways. It was her that built the secret passageways under Shipton. So mm. this leads you to the secret passageway. Oh. oh. And then this one leads you into the buttery. Okay. So um, what would happen would be, I mean, this is assuming that that is not a kitchen, you know, the kitchen's over there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> they would have walked. In reception, there's um, behind the glass cabinet, there's some stairs. They would have gone down those stairs, come through here, come up here, and then if they were going to the main body of the house, they would have gone through that Rather than walking. Rather than going straight uh, through, because Anne didn't like it. In Gentleman Jack, as well, those stairs that you see, if you you see the stairs? No. Those stairs actually lead up to Anne Lister's bedroom, Mm. and um, the North, uh, the guest bedroom as well. Oh. So when she gets beat up and she, they're all in there having a meal with yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Abbott, mm-hmm. she walks back through here and then goes up the electrical staircase. Right, okay. okay. So it, it makes sense, but you'll only know it if you're kind of yeah. weird like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and then see it, so yeah. Oh, very cool. cool. Thank you. Yeah. What's your favourite spot in the house? Um, Probably, it'd be between Anne Lister's bedroom and the red room. Okay. Um, the red room was where Anne Walker, well, that was her part of the house, the north chamber, and the red room. Um, the red room was, they, they forcibly entered into that on, uh, in, in 1842, on the 9th of September, and then we think they took her from the Savile Room now. So a lot of people thought that Anne Walker was taken from the Red Room, mm-hmm. but she was taken from the Savile Room, we think now. Oh. And um, that's where they found like the loaded pistols and things. So I, I like that room. Okay. It's, it's kind of like the dungeon room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Alistair's is just... Which is the Savile Room? Uh, so the Savile Room is that one. Uh, just there where that gentleman is. Oh, uh, okay. So Savile, dining, library study, Upstairs, there's the Anlister corridor, Anlisters, then you've got the guest bedroom, but it would have been the tented room back in Anzay, oak room, north chamber, red room, and then you've got the north tower as well. Over there. So it was all filmed in uh, Gentleman Jack, everything was filmed in, uh, apart from the upstairs. Uh, so the only room that we used upstairs was the oak room, and of course we used all the passageways and things like that, yeah. but um, the floorboards are too week. I'm impressed that they didn't just like recreate everything in a studio, to be honest. Why recreate? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is some powerful air conditioning in here. It's behind you. Right behind, yeah. It's very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys get cold? Absurd. There. And that armour is a uh, Victoria replica of Civil War. Yeah. What are the roses back then? Um, but we all know that it's not the Listers because the Listers ran away to Manchester during the Civil War. So not quite as brave <laughs> uh, as we'd like to think they were. And um, behind here as well we've got So this would have this is where the safe would be. Oh. So um, that's where I'm gonna put all the important things. Oh. Um, because it's, it's panelled, so unless you're really looking for it, you didn't notice it. Yeah. So it works quite well. And the diaries were hidden where? Upstairs, mm-hmm. in her passageway, there is a door mm-hmm. um, that's see-through, glass up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a top pattern cave, which obviously have nothing to do with that. And then the open, the open panel as well. Okay. Uh, that was where we found them, obviously, because right. Anne didn't hide them. After John <laughs> started them, okay. Gotcha. And then the ceiling oh, is all right. fake as well. So oh, is it? Yeah, so the real ceiling is probably about a foot away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this looks nicer than the real one. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the film right crew come in and put this one up? Or? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this was, this was done by her as well. Fake one. An update on the flesh chamber. So... Um, 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 that, how, what's, wait, what's the house body? This room. This room is the house. Oh, so this room is the house body, and this was originally open to the roof as it is today. But in the 17th century, my favourite room, the flesh chamber, 
was used for storing meat and that was installed above and it utilised the smoke from the fireplace to cure meat. So actually, Sammy, you were right and I reckon the door to the flesh chamber is where you thought it was. So yeah, because it would have been right about, okay. It would have been used for storing meat. So when you go up into the red room, yeah. there's a door just next to Anne's portrait, obviously on the opposite side. Oh, sorry, yeah. That would be the original door to the flesh chamber. If I ever build a house, I'm putting a flesh chamber <laughs> in it because that just sounds so practical. <laughs> you got a fireplace, flesh chamber. Gotta store your meats. And cure them at the same time. I wouldn't recommend it. Get used to it. I won't invite people over, it's fine. I mean, right by the bedroom, too. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you have a package. These are the doors she's always like bursting through. Yeah. Oh, Lauren, what did you do? I don't know. No, that's been going off for ages. Oh, okay. Okay, so now we're in the courtyard. So imagine this, but with like some pigs and some <laughs> oh refreshments. The shop, excellent, excellent. It's nice. I like it. Look at these things. Yes. Let me tell you about some tools, people. What are these tools for? Um, this is a wooden thing, mm -hmm. um, and this would have been used for mashing potatoes. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Me mechanically. I mean, it's so big, it looks like it's for, I don't know, making paper or something. I don't know. It's not really for potatoes, I'm sorry, like I was like... Oh. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I bought it. <laughs> I know, I could tell. That was me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't know what this is for. I don't know what any of this stuff is for. <laughs> I can't help you. I was ready for, yeah, I, this is for laundry. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. Now that I think about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carriages. I always win the crossword when there's a carriage question. Another line. I'm smashing this children's lion quiz. There's another one. There's another one. Park yeah. drag. The Park Drag is my new band name. The Park Drag. <laughs> Maybe not the most flattering band name. <laughs> I'm just uh, going to the tack room. Some tack. Ooh. This room has a very authentic smell. like full of like brass bridles and leather and like whips like a really old looking leather sofa and little fireplace and the lamps and another little lion yeah I like this room I'd definitely be trying to like get get a leg over with the bridal man the tack master I don't know what they're oh my gosh look at those little horseshoes but they're like boots I'm, guys, I'm fully talking to myself. There's actual horseshoes, like shoes, but for a horse, like boots. Yeah. Oh, little booties. Have you ever seen those? No. no, but they look like shoes you put on a dog in the winter. Yeah, and then the dog does that thing where it goes, Ooh. yeah. I was just saying that um, I'd probably try and have an affair with the tact man. Oh. What now? Or just, like, I'm sure there's one here somewhere. Oh wait, look, ready. listen, listen, listen. Her personal horse, she named Hotspur after Henry Percy, who was known as Harry Hotspur, a great warrior, immortalized in Shakespeare's play, Henry IV. But he's also in that film, The King, which is about Henry V, <laughs> my boy. And guess what's just opposite? Crispin Inn. The bar, is it a real bar? Look at it. Can you? What's happening in here? There's a little pub and it's the Crispin Inn for St. Crispin. Crispin, St. Crispin. <laughs> we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Yeah. Me and Anlissa would have been good friends. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Her house is like a cool house. 
Yes. Lauren. Yeah. Can we go up those stairs? What's this? Have you seen Peter Lou? Not yet. I do want to see it though. I am convinced. This is in Peter Lou. Oh really? Probably. Or at least the same layout. Mm -hmm. So the thing about Shipton is that I've read about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, and I've read about all of those, you know, remodeling projects that Anne took on. But like, really, you do have to see them is the thing. Because when, when we were there, I was like, oh, oh, wow, this is impressive. This is crazy. This is amazing. <laughs> so uh, that was, uh, I think, what like impressed me most was that I've read all this stuff about Anne Lister. And yet, like actually being in the place just really, yeah, it it brought it home to me actually how much work she was uh she was actually mm-hmm. doing um and the other thing that i really appreciated about shipton uh was the fact that you get a lot of bang for your buck as that literary oh, home yeah, don't you for money yeah yeah absolutely i really liked the secret servant corridors mm. i feel mm. like that tells you a lot about <laughs> Anne Lister, that she yeah it does she doesn't want to see those people running around in her house um yeah, I just, it was really cool. I really liked the folk museum bit, even though there was no one in it and it was closed and out of context, it didn't make any sense to me for <laughs> a minute. Uh, and just to confirm, the little house was in Peterloo. Yeah. So I wasn't just like having a funny five. It was just as soon as we walked, and the courtyard is in Peterloo as well. But yeah. I just remember walking through that door and being like, I have seen this before. I think, so that was really cool. I think bits of it are in To Walk Invisible as well. Oh really? Which would make sense. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty popular filming location, which makes sense because it does feel like you have stepped back in time when you're in Shipton that Hall is the new gate gate. Yeah, we loved our trip to Halifax and highly highly recommend you check out Shipton Hall and of course Holdsworth House and the Calderdale Archive actually, would also be a great spot for you to visit. You can see Ann Lister's diaries there. You can see Elizabeth Wadsworth's diaries there as well. And the only place you can read them, we think. We don't think her diaries yeah, have been they're published. Not, they're so not published, yeah. If you're so. curious. Thank you again to Liz from Holdsworth House for taking the time to sit down with us and help us get to know Elizabeth a little bit better. And uh, to the staff at Shipton Hall for showing us all of those fun secret things. Mm-hmm.